This, this is the Australian Mobile DJ Podcast. In this series, we'll talk to them, get to know them and learn from them. And here's your host, DJ Bevo. All right, we jump on a plane and we head over to Perth again. Yes, it's been a little while since the last time we spoke to a bloke by the name of Adam. This time, another guy by the name of Adam, would you believe? Adam Warbrick. He runs a company called Envy Event Group, but he joins me on the phone this morning. Adam, how are you, mate? You well? I am doing fantastically. It's a, it's a beautiful day out here in WA. The sun's shining. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Let's um, find out more about the history of this uh, company, which you've started up a couple of years ago. So, um, what happened? Uh, I caught wind of a guy who was making DJ tables. His name was Eden. Uh, he is now my business partner, but we'll get to that in a minute. He um, he was the only one producing DJ tables or DJ furniture here in Perth uh, out of his little custom workshop in his garage. And I wanted to kind of level up my my mobile DJ game. Um, it's pretty standard just to have like a, like a pop-up fold-out table with a tablecloth and a road case and whatnot, and that's what everybody was using. And, and, and I thought uh, when I saw his dumb tree post about selling DJ furniture, I thought it was a brilliant idea. So I, I ended up hitting up the man, and uh, the rest, of, as they say, it's history. We, we got talking. We decided um, we, we, we really hit it off, and then we decided that we would take his DJ furniture game to another level, we decided that we would um, start a company from that and start, I guess, lifting the game here in Perth. Yeah, it certainly dresses it up when you've got custom-made DJ booths. Um, like you said, it's it's all made for my ability when it comes to being a mobile DJ. But these um, custom uh, furniture really um, is up there like a, an event hire company almost, isn't it? Like the, the standard that you've presented. Well, yeah, we... we... We work with a lot of stylists here in Perth, and I guess our thing is we don't want to stand out. We want to blend in. So, you know, we've got rustic booths that have, like, shiplap for, for coastal venues. We've got, um, like, French provincial-style booths for, for the venues that kind of are up upmarket with chandeliers and whatnot. We've got um, timber booths for barn-style weddings. We've got different booths for different settings and I suppose our whole thing is we want to kind of complement the, the styling of the stylists and, and the bride and groom and, and the venues that we go into rather than detract from it. So not only do you do um, DJing but you also offer live music as well um, as part of your group? Well, well it's been a huge trend in the past couple of years to uh, when, when couples uh, even at um, even at corporate functions, that when they want a DJ, they also want a live musician to kind of work their way through pre and drinks. If it's at the wedding, possibly the ceremony, and maybe even the setting to dinner. And that seems to be the way people are, are leaning towards at the moment. So when we started MV, we didn't just start it as a DJ company. We thought we'd offer all you know multiple services. So we when we started, I think we started with about four or five DJs that I Facebook stalked. And, and then again, the same thing with, with the musicians. I, I Facebook talked a few uh, event musicians who were doing a lot of work around Perth. And, and so I, I got them all on board. And, and it was something that we thought would kind of up 
our game and, and, and make our packages more appealing. Yeah, great idea. Uh, yeah, as you said, there's um, quite a few people involved. I'm just looking on your website now, nveadventgroup.com. And what, how many people have you got in your organisation? There's like 12, 13, 14 maybe? Uh, at the moment, there's over 100. And that's DJs and musicians. So yeah. DJs, we've got about 25. Um, at, at the moment, we're probably using about 12 to 15 on a regular basis and others come in when, when the work gets, workload gets too much. These are still guys who run their own businesses, who have a good reputation, but uh, may have a weekend free and, and we bring them in to help us out. And as far as musicians go, our musician possibilities are endless. Our third director who we brought on a year ago, he he's a musician himself. And so he had a lot of relationships with venues and, and other musicians. Um, he had a little stable of musicians himself, which he brought over. And so that's expanded uh, and grown to our, our current stable of over 75 musicians, I think it is, and, and continuing to grow. Yeah, as they say, um, together we can achieve more, and it seems like you've done that, um, bringing all these um, people together in one organisation. So congratulations. Let's talk about um, your personal beginnings as a uh, mobile DJ. Where did you fall in love with the craft? Well, I learned how to DJ. There was a, there was a one of my major influences is a Gold Coast DJ by the name of J-Mix or, or Jody Paniora. He's... Um, he was a good friend of mine. When I was about 17 or 18, he was the first one to show me how to use the decks. And so I thought, well, I, I fell in love with it from there. I've always done music. I've played the keys. And so I started DJing, just bedroom DJing as, as most of us begin. Um, then I went to uni in Hawaii and had the opportunity to DJ a lot of uni parties and functions and stuff over there. Um, DJed a couple of club nights over in, in Hawaii as well. Uh, and then when I got back to um, New Zealand, my parents were moving to Australia, so I jumped out of my gym and moved to Australia uh, and and started DJing over here as well, uh, over in Sydney, over in Brisbane and over in Perth. Um, it was all a hobby for me for the majority of my life. And I, you know, I only treated it as a business probably the past seven or eight years, really. Um, Obviously, doing gigs to pay uh, previous to that, but I really got serious about it then and started doing it as a part-time thing. And then it's only been the past two years since I started MV Event Group that I've been doing it as a full-time thing. So we can call you an international DJ, can't we, really? Hawaii, New Zealand, <laughs> Australia, Mr. Worldwide. A little, little, little bit of flavour there, yeah. So, you know, DJ for multiple different cultures and different people all around the world, um, you know, so... Hey, haven't haven't done the whole Ibiza thing yet, but, you know, maybe one day. Yeah, it's on the cards. Uh, don't rule that one out just <laughs> yet, that's for sure. But, um, personal music, what are you into yourself? What do you like listening to in your downtime? Well, I'm a Kiwi boy, so we were we were raised pretty much on, on Bob Marley and hip-hop and R&B and, and stuff like that. So that's pretty much my flavour. Like, I love my parents. My dad had a whole crate of old solid gold records. When I was growing up, I used to listen to Solid Gold, Motown, Funk and Soul, and that's that's just what captivates me and, and keeps me going. Usually, it's the stuff that I don't often get to play at weddings, and when I do get the opportunity, I just grab it by, by the horns and go with it because I just love it. And funny enough, when I'm winding down, I have this ritual at every wedding that I bring out my little portable speaker 
after everybody's gone and I play my soul music as a kind of a wind down, almost to rinse off the, the flavour of horses from my from my mouth. What a great idea. That's cool. I, I know the exact vibe you're talking about because usually it's the uh, the wait staff or the catering staff. They put on music in the background for their own selves and you're packing down and all that sort of stuff, but you do that for yourself. So well done. Good on you. That's, that's a great idea. I might... Um, do that at my next gig so that's a that's a very good idea so thanks for sharing that with us today adam well there's only so much horses you can take when <laughs> when people ask you for horses and jimmy barnes all night yeah. well, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind playing playing a bit of bit of daryl braithwaite but uh when i when i get it every single wedding it's it's good to wind down to a bit of marvin gay or, or whatever at the end of the day yeah, absolutely. Um, what what uh, kit are you rocking? Everyone's interested as a DJ as to what other DJs use when it comes to like PA and speakers and sound and decks I, and programs and stuff. So I'm a massive fan of the EV uh, Evolve Fifties. I, I purchased them right before we started in the event group, and I've been in love ever since. I, I have a pair of Evolves. I have another pair of um, the ETXs from from an EV. So I'm a I'm a big fan of EV itself. It's it's uh, you know and, and if you look internationally, uh, it's up there with the QSCs and, and, and all of that. It's um, the SCE event group also kind of got me into that whole vibe of EV as well with Jason Janai and stuff. So I, I looked into it you know early on when the Evolves were first released, and I've just fallen in love with them and. and yeah, I take them to every single gig. They're, they're, they're my pride and joy, I suppose. And so that's that's on the PA side of things. In fact, when I bought my set, my business partner Eden bought him the set, and we've got about six or seven of our DJs who now off the EVs as well. So it's kind of become a bit infectious. Um, as far as kit goes, I use the DDJ SZ and the DDJ SX two. Um, as far as my mixes go and every now and then when I'll get a little bit of a boutique gig I'll bring out my Rain 12s and I've just bought the Reloop uh, Elite mixer as well for a bit, just a bit of fun so every now and then if I get the opportunity obviously I started on vinyl and, and the Rain 12s are about as close to vinyl as I possibly can without having to rock records or needles or anything like that so I, I, I take them to the occasional gig I was going to say, what sort of gigs um, would want the uh, you know the the old style uh, vision of a DJ mixing with you know records and that sort of thing? Is it is it like special club nights? Is that the sort of um, gigs that request that, or is it just when you feel like it, you bring it out of hibernation? Well, it's, it's more the, the the higher higher end type of client that that likes to see that kind of thing. It, it's less club nights. I I haven't done a club night in a while to be honest, but if, if I'm if I'm working for a client that's purchased a higher-end package, wants me there all day, um, I'll usually bring out my Rain 12s. That's, you know, it's a lot more visually appealing, I think. And I'm sure a lot more fun too because you get your hands uh, on the decks and you get to do a bit of wiki-wiki. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, I don't do a lot of wiki-wiki these days, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe I'll try. I'm sure the conversation goes when you meet someone and, and you get introduced as a DJ and, and the first thing they go is wiki wiki and they put their hand on the ear and they put their hand down like they're scratching a record. <laughs> that, is the, that, that is the cliche entrance or cliche line that everybody, you know, they just look at me. I, my, my daughter's friends, I've got a 16 and a 17 year old daughter and my, my daughter's friends, you know, they mock her all the time with that wiki wiki sign until she showed them what I actually do, and I don't know. I, I guess they shut up after that because I was quite impressed. Yeah, it's funny how um, you get dismissed um, until you actually um, get um, you, you show people what you're capable of, what you can do. It's it's a, a certain mindset and a change in mind too when um, people just break down those barriers of stereotypes and what DJs are like and all that sort of thing, and especially um, high end weddings, which is uh, what you're targeting too. It um, it it. It educates people, I guess. It it, it um, gets rid of the old um, stigma in people's minds that, you know, uh, DJs are these uh, drugged-out guys that carry crates <laughs> into nightclubs and, you know, they're, they're wearing next to nothing, basically, um, when it comes to clothing. Um, singlets <laughs> and shorts and, you know, um, uh, Adidas, those those shoe things from the 1980s. Yeah, the, the, the rocking shell toes and kanga jackets. That's and all the, the it, it, it's, it's such a stereotype, and, and it's funny. People don't realise that you can make a good living being a being a, uh, a DJ, a mobile DJ. I, I make more money as a mobile DJ personally than I made as a construction project manager for 12 years. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's it's easy enough for me to shelf. To, to put all that other stuff on the shelf when I'm doing something that I love doing and it's a profession and people who are doing FIFO work and people who are, who are up there as far as project management and construction and all all, all these professionals uh, are I'm earning similar jobs for them and, and it's and they have to work harder you know yeah. I, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and doing something that you love also um, attributes to um, you being so successful in what you do. Well, it's been a long time coming, and, and my wife tried to push me in this direction for a while, and, and I always resisted because I was always afraid of the, the unknown, you know? To have to, leave, to have to leave a job that I hated, mind you. I, I hated doing construction management and, and whatnot. It, 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 uh, it was soul-destroying, soul yeah. is what I used to call it, but... Yeah, to, to be able to do something that you love, you know, I guess I should have listened to my wife a lot sooner, but inevitably it's, it's been a couple of years and I'm loving every minute of it. What is it that you love about being a DJ? What, what's what's the reward for you? Well, music is, is my first joy and passion. And, and you know, if, if you're talking on a spiritual level, there's, there's people who, have, who feel different things um, from, you know, Either whether it be nature or whether it be you know going to church or whatever, I feel I, I have a spiritual connection to music. Um, always have. It's it's done something to me. It's it's made me feel a certain way. It alters my mood. It, it makes me. It, it brings me a lot of happiness. And so the music is the first part in everything that I love about mobile DJing. Just and being able to bring that music to other people and seeing how they interact with it, how much joy they find. From the music, when you find one of those old hidden gems that you used to play when you were a kid or something, and then you bring it out for a gig, and everybody's rocking out to it, that's just magic. So that's that's me. I mean, I I know some DJs look at it purely from a business point of view, or or purely so, something to 
you know, they love when the beat drops and people are dancing. For me, it's the way it moves people uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all, all of that. It's almost like you're sharing a, a part of your history, especially if you're bringing back one of those old songs that, you know, really did it for you back in the day, and then you're sharing that with your, your audience or your guests and your crowd, and then giving them that as a gift almost. Is that is that the sort of feeling that you get? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose the, usually if we're talking weddings, a couple at a wedding will come up to me and they'll say, you look like you really love what you're doing. And, and it's true because I really do love what I'm doing. I really do love helping other people experience the same joy that I experience in music. Um, yeah, and I can't say that about every DJ, but at least with me, that's the case. Adam Warbrick, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Australian Mobile DJ podcast today. Much appreciated. You're more than welcome, Lee. It was an absolute pleasure. Check him out online if you'd like, envyeventgroup.com. The Australian Mobile DJ podcast was hosted by DJ Bevo and produced by Matt Fulton Productions.